Good morning, everyone, and happy Sunday. Happy almost Halloween. I don't know about you guys, but that's what I'm excited about. Um, Even though Halloween in many areas, many states, not happening. And don't get me started on the political aspect of it all. Please, I don't want to hear it. But, um, you know, safety precautions. And I totally get that because for anyone who is in the dark or maybe unsure, there are cases going back up. So I totally understand the need to be safe and take these precautionary measures. Sure, have a Halloween party at your house, meaning you and the people that live in the house. Um, Find an inventive way to, I don't know, get candy or, I don't know, just like throw candy to your neighbors if that's what you want to do. Just be safe. (laughs) Be safe. So today's topic I'm actually really excited about. Um, I actually found this person on TikTok. And for those of you wondering why in heaven's name do I have a TikTok? Well, during quarantine, you know, boredom hits, I guess. And I was like curious what TikTok was all about being in the social media world. You should know all your platforms. Then I was really nervous when I saw what TikTok was all about because, um, yeah, young kids, uh, parents need, not the parents don't, but parents should be more aware of what TikTok's, what's going on on TikTok. And then there was the different side of TikTok where you had people my age and I came across someone who I'm happy I came across. And now I'm just mainly streaming the Instagram because one Instagram has the TV aspect where you can watch more minutes. And also I, TikTok scares me. There's, there's, yeah. So his name is Matthias James Barker and has a plethora of followers already. So I clearly missed the boat. So I'm not claiming fame to have found this person. This person clearly has many people finding. Um, But he is a psychotherapist. But when he talks about topics, he doesn't put it out there in an uncomfortable manner to where you feel like you're being spoken to. If you understand what I mean, if anyone has undergone to therapy or have ever experienced speaking to someone who's gone to therapy, sometimes there is that feeling of, oh, you know, I go and they tell me stuff and I just, it's not working, it's not clicking. Where this guy, Matthias, like it just, he puts it in a perspective to making sense. And on Instagram, his little uh, description is, I'm all about helping people move towards what's meaningful in the midst of hardship. And I'm all about it. I'm all here for it. So the one thing that I came across that I truly enjoyed was, I'm going to make sure I click on the right one. It was titled, um, first of all, I do like his feed how and his videos, like the video footage she does, it's really clean cut. It's just warming. It's soothing. It's great. Is why get married. So I'm just going to play clip it for you guys. It's coming from my phone. So it's not like it's, you know, professionally recorded. It's from his Instagram, Matthias J. Barker. And this is what I'm talking about. Why get married? You know, I think a lot of people grow up with uh, parents who didn't make marriage look very desirable. Right. Like there's a lot of contention. There's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of fighting um, or they were just like silent and really cold to one another. They didn't look very 
um, in love. And maybe that culminated in some sort of divorce. Like that was just, you know, suffering to endure, like going back and forth between mom's house, the contention, the, the contempt for one another that, that you observed and trying to stand in the middle of what seemed to be like a civil war, a civil war that wasn't just happening with your parents, but was happening in you. Maybe it looked like being, you know, raised in a household where they stayed together for the sake of the marriage, but you could tell they were super unhappy. And uh, so when you see that, it's like, why would I want to get married? Why would I want to shackle myself to somebody for the rest of my life and, and maybe give up my ability to give consent to what I want in my life? Like, doesn't it seem better to just maybe be with someone and be committed to someone, but as long as the relationship is mutually beneficial and then, you know, if we drift apart or if there's emotional distance or if people just change as they do, then we can part ways and no harm, no foul. Right. So that seems like the solution. But what I want to do is make a case for. All right. So that's all I'm going to share, because obviously you need to pay Money tribute. Married. Ah, it's playing again. And there it goes again. <laughs> Play tribute to his Instagram page and watch the rest. Um, it's Matthias, M-A-T-T-H-I-A-S, J Barker on Instagram. And um, he goes on to continue talking. It's a 10-minute talk about why to get married. So this triggered something for me coming from a previous marriage, being divorced and married again. And a lot of the times we always question that. And some people even live by that rule. Like, why do you have to get married? It's just a piece of paper. So, of course, the old soul in me is like, it's not just a piece of paper. It's a magical, romantical voyage. It's Disney worthy. Like, sure. Like, there's all these things that when you are a little kid, you grow up and you believe. And it, there's nothing wrong with that because, and listen, I grew up watching Disney movies. And, okay, so the movie I really loved was Cinderella and The Little Mermaid. So for me, I was like, well, there's a Prince Charming that's going to clearly find this glass slipper that only fits my foot with size, all that stuff. And that's going to fit right on. And um, then I also loved Little Mermaid, but I knew I wasn't half fish. So that part was kind of cryptic, but I was like, no, I'm going to have this beautiful singing voice and that's how I'm going to find the person I love. So I had a really interesting plethora of brain bubbles of how I'm going to find the one in my life. Um, and I say the one in my life because you never know, right? You never know. So with that being said, um, I got married really young. I was 24 years old. And I don't know, I guess for me at the time, because I met my ex-husband when I was in college, it didn't seem young. It just seemed like you grow with the person, you continue with the person, and you live happily ever after, right? You do what you do to make it work. And I think that also coincides with the vision of our elders, right? So my great, great, great grandmother and my grandmother, I'm sure the belief was that you stay with the person, you make it work because that's what you do. Where shocking to me when I was getting divorced, I was like, oh my God, I'm a failure. And that's the first thing that pops in people's heads when they think about getting married, right? What if I have to get divorced? What if I have to go through all that? If I'm not married, I don't have to go through any of that stuff. I can just simply like wipe my hands clean, grab whatever I have here. You keep the dead plant and the nasty mattress. I'm out the door. Bye. Well, sure. 
there are the benefits of um, not having a legal document that's binding you together, as some people have told me. But then you have to think about the perks of marriage and why people do get married and why for some people it works and why for some it doesn't. And this is kind of weird because the science teacher in me instantly came right through when Matthias said it has to be a mutualistic relationship. So the science teacher and me right now in biology, we are teaching um, symbiotic relationships. And mutualism is one of the symbiotic relationships, right? A mutualistic relationship is where both parties benefit. So whatever case it's in, you know, both people are happy, both people, and I don't want to say happy because in a marriage, And even in any type of relationship, you're not always 100% happy, but you make it work so that it benefits both parties. So in this case, if you are married, um, it's a Sunday, right? Happy Sunday. And you both are hungry and you want to go for lunch and you both agree that you want something from this one restaurant that you love. So it's a mutualistic agreement that yes, let's go to... I don't know. I'm just going to pick my favorite place. Jose Tejas. Love Jose Tejas. Let's go to Jose Tejas because I want this. Oh, but I want that. But at least we're both going to Jose Tejas. We love the environment there. Let's go. And boy, do I miss just getting in the car and going to a restaurant and not having to think about every preparation needed when you get there, sitting outside, putting the masks on, making sure my toddler sits still. Like these are all the things we have to think about today. So that just popped in my head. Like I had a nice, beautiful vision of life prior. (laughs) But um, yeah, let's get back to the topic here. So you're in a mutualistic relationship. Then you have another type of symbiotic relationship, which I sometimes believe happens midway through the marriage, right? And this is called commensalism. So again, for those of you who are like, what is she talking about? The science teacher in me is clearly coming out. I am feeding off of Matthias J. Barker. He is a psychotherapist. His um, talk on Instagram about why getting married. And the first thing people say is like, they just trash the topic. It's stupid. It's a piece of paper. Get over it. And I'm talking about symbiotic relationships. So the second one we have is commensalism where one party benefits but the other is unharmed. And for me, this is where a lot of people sometimes – get stuck. This is right before it gets worse, where we start to do things in our relationships or marriage. And one person, whether it be a job, whether it be um, a hobby, whether it be just how you run your household, right? Because there are certain people in the relationship that run a household a certain way and you just let it go because you're like, well, it's easier. Just, Just let it go, right? So it's where one person benefits and the other is they're not harmed. They're not, you know, nothing's affecting them to like the core. They just go along with it. You meet that common ground like, all right, if it makes you happy, do it. And that's where I believe most people find the negativity in marriage and it's easier for them to let the other person have their way than actually talk it through and discuss their true feelings about the topic. I'm not saying that every single thing in the marriage is going to be mutualistic, that every single thing you talk about in your marriage is going to be an 100%. I agree. We agree. Yay. Let's shake hands. It's not going to happen. There are going to be plenty of times where you totally disagree. But this is where I feel like when you get married and you step out of that relationship bubble, 
you can healthy, have a healthy, (laughs) I'll say this again, have a healthy discussion slash argument if you want to go there about something. In a relationship, it's very easy just to say, you know what, if you don't like what I like, then let's just not do this. It's very easy to throw that in there because you can just walk away from the situation. You can walk away from the relationship. You can just literally walk away and have nothing to worry about. In a marriage, there is so much more that you have to be concerned about. You can't just say, okay, well, you don't want to go to this restaurant? Fine. Then you know what? I'm done with this. Like that would be insane. Can you imagine going to court and why are you getting divorced? Because, well, we didn't like the same restaurant. I mean, I'm sure it's happened and I'm not downplaying it because I'm sure that is a situation. But that's something that you really, if you, when you're married, you need to figure out a way to talk it through. And communication, I can't even tell you, and respect are two of my big things. And that is huge. Okay. So when you get in a marriage, this is something where, again, you don't have to have a mutualism, mutualistic agreement on every single thing you talk about. However, you do need to have not just a common ground, because you don't always want to be in that common grand, ground mentality where one person's happy and the other person's kind of just hanging out. But you need to eventually take that common ground discussion or let's say that outcome and find it, find a way for it to be more mutualistic. So let's say you are arguing, let's go back to the food place because I love food and Lord knows I need it. Um, <laughs> you, you decide on a food place. So I want to go to Jose Tejas. I want to go to Jose Tejas and my husband wants to go to, um, I don't know. Like he, he would want to go to Jose Tejas too. Never turn that down. He wants to go to Fuddruckers. All right. Cause he's craving a burger. I'm craving Mexican. Clearly I'm pregnant. So I am craving Mexican. Right. So I, of course, do the Dina thing and I'm like, but the baby wants Mexican and I'm just, I'm really cranky. So of course, any man is going to be like, all right, she's pregnant. I don't want to hear her moan. I don't want to hear her cry. Like this is just too much. Okay. Yes. You know what? Let's go to Jose Tejas. And for me, I take it a step further where I'm like, but do you really want Jose Tejas? Like, is that what you want? Is that going to make you happy? Like I dig for clues because then I'm fearful that. I made the decision, he's going to be unhappy. And then when he gets there, he's not going to have anything he wants to eat. So I dig for that. I dig for clues to make sure he's happy. And eventually he'll come around and be like, no, no, it's good. Like, let's do this. And then we'll do Fuddruckers later. So right there, what just happened was we were in a common ground, a commensalism relationship where he was clearly trying to make me happy because he didn't want to hear the whiny pregnant woman, right? <laughs> and I'm okay with that because I whine a lot. So for those of you who are like, oh, he shouldn't be whining, you're pregnant. I'm okay. Calm down. Calm down, Sally. Um, <clears throat> so sorry, clear my throat. What happened was we took that she's happy, I'm kind of not situation. And we turned it into a mutual relationship because he was like, well, okay, let's do Jose Tejas. And then during the week, do you mind if we got fundraisers? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Great. We have another day of our week planned. That's something we miss out so much in marriage. That is something where so many people are like, that's why I'm not getting married. Because so many married couples fall out of that butterfly stage, fall out of that first year marriage stage and just assume that, you know, that happy wife, happy life. And okay, sure, we can say that. We can definitely want that. 
but should it always be like that? And for some guys, they truly will be 100% honest with you. They actually fear that. They fear that for the rest of their life, they're going to have to just make the wife happy and they're going to have to downplay everything about them, which shouldn't be the case. Like I never want there to be an unbalanced situation where it's always make me happy, make me happy. Um, When I'm in labor and after I give birth, then yes, it's going to be very unbalanced because after how many months of carrying a baby, pushing a baby out, um, it's going to be unbalanced. Like it's going to be like, hi, over here, take care of me. Thanks. But then after that situation, um, yeah, you got to make it balanced. The last symbiotic relationship where unfortunately this is what some people go straight to when you talk to marriage and it's pretty intense. Like you don't have to go right there, but it's parasitism. And that's pretty much like a tick on a human arm. Like there is one person clearly benefiting it and the other person is getting harmed to the core. And if you are in that stage, yeah, you're you're probably going to separate. You're probably going to divorce. Um, it's not going to be good. That's the stage you don't want to get into. And that's the stage that people hear all the time. And it's sad that people instantly when they hear marriage think divorce. Does it happen a lot? Yes. Do we – I don't know if it's we just don't fight enough to – and I'm not saying keep the marriage. I'm saying to make it work because so many people get asked, even I got asked, did you fight towards the end? What do you mean did I fight towards the end? Every day, and I didn't fight for the marriage, but I worked for the marriage. And that's, that's the problem. Like if you have to fight so hard to the end to save it, you aren't doing enough during it. That's the problem. So if you have to put yourself in one of those categories and you're in a marriage right now, oh my dear Lord, hold on. I got to get some more water. This is horrible. God, I need like, um, like a spoonful of honey. Just a spoonful of honey makes a sore throat go bad. What, what? Never mind. I tried to come up with a jingle and it failed. Okay. So if you were thinking about the three relationships that I just mentioned, and you're in a marriage or you're in a relationship because this could work either way and you're thinking about marriage, where would you place yourself? Would you place yourself in the mutualistic one where both people are benefiting, you both can agree on things and you're happy? Again, there are going to be situations where you're not happy. Would you place yourself in the commensalism where one person is happy, the other is not so happy, they're not harmed or anything, but they're just you know, they're just coasting by. They just, they're making it work because they want to make you happy and they're okay with it. And you always hear them say, whatever makes you happy. And after a while, it does get annoying. Or are you in the last level before destruction, parasitism, where um, someone's getting harmed, you know, someone's the tick and someone is the dog and clearly there is a loss of blood. I mean, I hope there's no loss of blood. I'm just saying like someone is like getting the blood sucked out of them, the life sucked out of them, and it's not good. So you have to think about where you're at. And again, if you're not working on it every single day, you probably shouldn't be in that situation. If you don't want to work for it, you probably shouldn't be in that situation. But then ultimately, after everything I talked about, the biggest question in today's topic is why get married then? Here's why. There is a difference when you wake up in the morning 
and you know that the person is your wife or husband. There is a difference when you go out to a restaurant and you sit down and someone says, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. There is a difference the day you wake up on your wedding day and you put on your suit or your wedding dress or whatever you're wearing and you walk down the aisle. There's a difference when one day you're just in your elder years and you're holding hands and you know you made it that far. There are going to be many, many bumps along the path that you choose to take. There are going to be many questions you ask yourself as to why did I get married to this person when they leave their smelly socks everywhere. I'm not saying my husband does that. I'm just putting it out there. Um, And then the men can also say like, oh my God, my wife, like there's always hair on the floor or in the sink. I clean up after myself and it's very hard because my hair is blonde. You like, I have to take out like a magnifying glass to find it. But there's a difference. There's a difference to knowing when you have an argument, how much you have that's so worth saving. In a relationship, when you get into an argument and you're really, really done with it, it's you just walk away and then you say to yourself, wow, it was easy. But when you have an argument in a marriage, And you really sit down and think about everything you've been through, everything you have, kids included, kids not included. You have to ask yourself, look at everything we have and is it all worth it? Nine to 10 times it is. It is. And it's magical and it's wonderful. And for people who renewed their vows, that is probably the best, not the best, but it's like so awesome to do. Like it's so cool to say we've been 5, 10, 15, how many years it's been and Yes, there has been moments of tears and sad moments, but it's so worth it. But it's more than a piece of paper. Sure, the piece of paper binds you together and it just gives you a new last name if you choose to take that last name. But it's a moment in time where you realize you are now sharing your life with someone else. And when Matthias said, like, you don't have to give consent, I don't feel you have to give consent in a marriage. I feel that... When you get married, you don't have to give consent because you trust one another, you love one another, and you're willing to do whatever it takes to just always see the smile on that person's face. In a relationship, there's more of that consent, like, hey, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends, or you're going to go out with your guy friends, or whatever the case is. Like, in a marriage, it's like, hey, I got to do some errands, do you mind? And it's like, yeah, go do what you need to do. And there's more of that carefree. Coming from a previous marriage, I will say that my marriages are very different and I'm thankful they are very different where my husband, James, totally gets me. He knows I'm stubborn to the core. He knows that I'm very set in my ways, but he will, and I don't say fight me in that way, but he'll fight me sometimes on how I view things and how I, what's the word I'm looking for? tackle things that I have to do in a way that he will allow me to find another avenue and be more open-minded rather than Dina-minded, if you will. So why do you get married? Because you finally found the one person who is totally going to get you 
not be afraid to see you in the morning when your hair is a hot mess and you don't have any makeup on. And the one person that no matter how sad, happy, whatever feeling you're feeling, they're going to be your biggest fan, your best friend, and the one shoulder that you can cry on and know that if snot comes out of your nose, they're just going to totally disregard it for that like moment in time and love you anyway. (laughs) Yes, it happens. If I have an ugly cry session, it's happening and there's nothing I can do about it. I can't. So um, yeah, interesting topic, but it's how I 4.0 in life. I have to, I do, I do dissect a lot of things. I'm not a therapist. I am just a mother, an educator, a blogger, a a, uh, podcaster, someone who just loves to talk and really just tackle everything in life. And if you can find that shoulder that you can cry and snot all over, then that's the one. That's the the shoulder. So, um, guys, yeah, again, I'm going to put in the show notes, uh, Matthias's Instagram, um, because I find his talks to be just something that I love to hear on the regular and his perspectives and how much they allow me to open up. It's like reading a good book and then you're like, oh, that was so good. Like, you know, I, it's, it's like having a nice full meal and just gaining so much from it. So I'll put that in the show notes. Um, next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month. Oh my God, we're in November. That is insane. I'm going to be with Sadie. And of course, I do want to thank all of my listeners from all over the world, United States, Ireland, Canada, Nigeria, Brazil, Russia, Germany, Poland, Australia, Romania. You are new in the house. Hello, France, Belgium, Hungary, Sweden, Singapore, and Morocco. So excited. Hello, Romania. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my God, I'm really excited about that. I didn't see that until now. Did not see that. Oh man. And also for those of you who are ever wondering where else you can hear me, um, you can listen to me on Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you're missing more of my beautiful voice, always head back to the previous podcast episodes. They launch every Sunday at 12 noon. And other than that... Yeah, let's talk more next Sunday with Sadie. Bye, guys. 